The rich have always made the rules. Rules about tax savings, social security, required minimum distributions, financial do's and don'ts. But they don't tell you what those rules are. Because if you knew the rules, you could take advantage of them like the wealthy do. Where do you go to learn about these rules? And how do you take advantage of them for your benefit? Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. That's Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on the show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, CA Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, CA Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hey, welcome to the show, the Total Financial Hour. I'm Arif Hallaby. Nice to have you with me. Uh, TFS Financial Insurance Services, we talk about your family's finances, of course. Getting out of debt, managing money, kind of planning for your future. What is it all about as we get older? We get closer to retirement. We are in retirement. And we are at a place where the the income that comes into us, uh, we get used to it, right? When you when you take a look this week at, uh, I, I don't know. I, listen, I'm certain. Okay, so I'm going to cut cut to the chase. I'm certain I'm going to offend some of you because I'm not that guy to walk around saying, "Sorry if I offended you." Sorry if I offended you. Sorry. No, um, I think. It, Look, if you haven't heard my show before, if you're offended, it's your problem. It, it isn't mine, right? That's called being an adult. You you walk away, you turn the channel, you you go work with somebody else. This whole world about running around not, uh, trying to not offend somebody because one spoiled brat, selfish, narcissistic person s- says that you know their psychological profile was hindered by this uh, this moment in time that that you hurt their feelings and they turn hurt their feelings or hearing the truth into being offended and that's it the world stops it revolves apologies letters tweets so y- you kind of need to to put on the the big boy and big girl pants here and figure out how we're going to plan for your retirement because at the end there's a lot of noise when the cameras are on, aren't there? Have you seen the, the Hollywood shows this last week, right? You've seen the, the, the spoiled brat young lady who, you stole my childhood. The hysteria, the narcissistic, and then the embarrassment by the adults in the room who sat there and listened to this. I mean, when, when will you sit there as an adult and say, Hey, you know what? I'm calling time out on this one. Something's wrong. Suddenly the inmates are running the asylum. Right? Suddenly we have a scenario here where your years of experience, your knowledge, I get it. Maybe there are corrupt folks. You know, I'm fairly confident there are, especially at the UN. And I get it. There are people that make bad choices and, and are afraid to, to you know, settle down. But for your retirement, all the noise, the cameras, one plus one is two. It doesn't matter how much I'm offended that it isn't 16. Right? You've heard me say this a hundred times. Why? 
Because you guys have to figure out that by the time all the noise and the walking out of classrooms and and the craziness and the, the special report this evening, climate change, right? It used to be global cooling. In the 70s, you guys, it was global cooling. Newsweek had a big article that scientists agree. The global cooling conversation, right? It's going to shrink the growing regions. And it had some graphic, right, uh, as the 70s could do it, some graphic uh, map of the United States with growing regions shrunk down from, uh, you know, upper Michigan all the way down to the Ohio River Valley and up to mid-Texas, if you will, and the plains of Texas were no longer going to grow wheat. And oh my, you know, California had uh, very limited resources when it came to feeding the rest of the country. Surprise, it's global warming, which, by the way, produces a greater amount of growing regions. And the more carbon dioxide, I mean, listen, I'm not a scientist. I'm just a logical so if you're telling me global cooling was too much, you know, cold and not, and not enough growing regions, shouldn't we have a little bit of warm? Wow, it must, how much will it be warming? You guys, listen, I'm not going to tell you this uh, that, that's new to you, but what is it, one degree? Oh, but Eric, if you don't understand, ice shields will melt across the world. I don't know. Just There's just a logical part of me, and, and maybe that's the guy that, you know, didn't, uh, didn't go past chemistry one. Right, I took my college class, signed the signed the little form, boom, done. I'm out, pass the class. But if you are retired and plan on being alive for the next ten or fifteen years and these wackies get into power, you're the one with the money, you understand that. It's you and corporations that are the bad guys. Because if you're not retired, you're still working, okay, that means you don't have the money. But if you are gonna retire, you probably have extra funds. So expect to be the enemy, right? In other words, you're the one that they're going to tax. So I think a couple of things. I think they're going to start taxing unearned income because that is a sign of you trust fund babies. Unearned income, that's, right, the worker, the Communist Party worker party. So anytime they can tax the worker, they did. And now it's suddenly they're saying, oh, no, we're not going to tax the worker. So if you're not working, if it's unearned income, for example, it comes from your rental property or Social Security, your pension, it's withdrawing from your 401k plan. I think, and it's just a prediction, it's a quick little maybe, maybe so. I think what they're going to do is tax your unearned income at a higher rate. I think they're going to break it out into a different category, have different formulas. Now, right now, we're good until 2023. If President Trump is reelected, we have a pretty good shot that they'll, especially if the Republicans regain control of the House, pretty good shot that they'll make some of these tax cuts permanent. But if not, and you're the retired person, chances are pretty good you're the one with the money that they're going to take from. Now, you might say, well, that's crummy, but okay, if that's the way it has to be. No problem. If you trust them with the money, give it to them. You can send in more. Did you know that? You owe four thousand dollars in taxes. You can send in forty thousand. You can say withhold a little extra. They say, "Oh, you're entitled to a refund." No, no, no. Keep it. Keep it. Buy another bureaucrat desk. Take another vacation. 
or a conference to Las Vegas, whatever you guys want to do. Have six people watch one guy dig a hole. I don't care. You guys can keep my money. You can do whatever you want. Because there is a, a movement afoot where you think that the government is there for you. Now, not you, maybe, because you're listening to the station, but, but there are others. There are others. So here's where I'm going with this. When one of the if a husband and wife are working and one of you passes away, do you realize that it affects a whole lot of things, including your tax bracket? You are no longer taxed as married filing jointly. You are now single. And that tax bracket for you that year and for the subsequent years as a single person, if your income is similar to what it was, your taxes pretty much double. They double. And if they're going to go after you even more in the future, especially with unearned income, which is the way that a retirement uh, a retired person earns their income, is through unearned income. So you guys have to figure this out. So how do we plan? Well, let's learn about what happens. In a social security world, I know for some of you this might be this might be a, well, I guess you call it review. So here's what happens. In Social Security, when one of you passes away, you lose the lower of the two Social Security checks. So you gain the higher one. And so if the conversation is we have a lot of same-sex marriage uh, couples getting married, they now fall under the same uh, formula. Okay? Two people uh, married, relying on each other's income. When one of them passes away, they lose the lower of the two social security checks and get the higher. So let's say, you know, one person is 2000, the other person is 1200. The 1200 is gone and the 2000 is, is retained. So let's think traditional marriage for a second here, because in a husband wife scenario, it's usually the husband that passes away first. Uh, and when he passes away first, the wife receives the lower amount. But why does that matter? Well, because the couple was used to living on both paychecks. The couple was used to living on the same amount of electricity, right? When I flip a light switch or the air conditioning, it doesn't work harder if there's two of us in the room rather than one, right? The lights don't shine brighter when there's four of us in the room instead of one. So the electric bill, that isn't going to change. The property taxes, that's not going to change. The mortgage payment or the rent, if there is still one, that isn't going to change. You're going to lose the second car and some food and maybe a life and uh, maybe a auto insurance. But other than that, okay, maybe a little bit of the water bill, but, but not a lot, guys. Because the dishes still have to be washed. The clothes still have to be washed. The front yard and backyard are watered. So the idea of you kind of planning that expenses are going to be much higher than 50%, probably more like 80 or 90%, and yet we've lost half of the income. How do we plan for that? Well, for a lot of folks, we have a pension. And if you have a pension, whether it's from a county, city, state, a federal government, could even be a company. There aren't too many companies nowadays, especially for new employees that are offering pensions. They are a very expensive part of a company's portfolio, 
and today still a very expensive part of the city or county or state portfolio as well, right? They're expensive. So there are a few big organizations. Kaiser Hospital still has a pension. UCLA still has a a pension. So you notice that a lot of these pension plans are in government agencies or healthcare. So if that's a goal for you is to, to earn a pension, consider something like that. If the goal for you as a young person or younger person is to be in control of your own money, then you might want to consider a different route. Now, look, some of the organizations, private companies, Lockheed, Boeing, Northrop, right? some of them still have pensions, but they also offer pension buyouts. What does that mean? It means you have a choice. Give me a lump sum payment or give me a, a monthly check. We're going to talk about the monthly check here for uh, a bit, and then we'll get to the lump sum payout. In a monthly check that they pay you, they say, uh, well, here is, well, I'll give you a good example. A gentleman retired from one of the, the companies that I mentioned previously, and, and they said, we're going to give you $980,000 in cash or $7,500 a month for the rest of your life. And so he came to me, said, Arif, what do you think? I did the math. I said, man, take the 7500 a month. That's a great deal. I can't beat that. He said, okay, great. Then, and he gave us about half a million from his 401k plan. All right, we put that into safety. We got some guaranteed income later on in the future. We, we kind of did some safer money options with that. Perfect. 11 months go by. This guy is retired, moved to Florida because your pension is a fully taxable event. So he leaves the state of California, saves himself over $500 a month in taxes, moves to uh, Florida. While he's there, 11 months go by, and he sends me an email, gives us a call. Hey, Eric, you know, I got this letter in the mail. Can you help me with it? I said, well, let's take a look. What is it? So I take a look at the letter, and it said, we are so sorry. The what? Yeah, we are so sorry. You know how we said that it was 7500 a month? We miscalculated. It's really 5000 a month. Say what? Yeah, it's really 5000 a month and because it was supposed to be it was supposed to be <laughs> 5000 a month. We're going instead of you having to write us a big check. We're going to allow you to pay us back over the next 11 months and we're going to take it directly from your $5,000. So last month he was earning or receiving $7,500 a month. This month it's $2,500 because they're, pay, they're paying back the difference for the next 11 months. So can you imagine you're retired, in his case, 11 months. He's done with California. He's settled into his new home. He's lived for almost a year out of the state. And all of a sudden he's in a position where, oh, we are so sorry. And they said it twice in the letter, so that means it's probably, I don't know, I guess it means they were, they're really serious. They really, really, really mean it. And you say, okay, we are so sorry. And so his pension plan, now, if it was 5000 a month based on the numbers that, for a lump sum payout, I probably could have beat it. In fact, I know I could have. But 7500 was a good number. In other words, they gave us false information. And instead of saying, well, I guess we're stuck, they said, we're so sorry. Listen, you've got to realize that a lot of these companies, their pension plans exist as long as the employer 
can continue to contribute money into it. So I don't know what's going to happen. I can tell you the next time we have a big correction, some of the pensions are going to be under a lot of pressure. Most of them aren't even 100% funded. In fact, I don't know of any that are have what they're supposed to have in there. So do, I, don't, I don't think they're going to just go away. I don't ever think pensions will just disappear. There's too much money in the bucket. What they'll do is say, hey, yesterday you were supposed to receive 5000 a month. Tomorrow, it's 3500 So if everybody takes a little bit of a haircut or a lot of haircut, you can get a reduction. Now, why that's important is because if you are already receiving the spousal reduction, so in other words, your husband or wife works for a, a company, one of them passes away. They said, we were going to pay you 5000 a month, but your spouse will receive 3500 Okay, that's pretty common. Those are good numbers uh, uh, to be accurate here. When that takes place, you are now in a position to make less money on the pension, but now it lasts for the rest of your life, the widow's life. Okay. But what happens to Social Security? The same thing. You lose another 1000 or 2000 a month. And then what happens... With the the, uh, the benefits, the health care benefits from the employer, do you still receive those? Or do you have to pay extra now? Because we covered the worker as long as the worker was alive and you got a supplement. But now that the worker's passed away, do you still have to pay a lot, a little, nothing? So my point is, when a worker passes away with Social Security or even a pension, the reduction that you can expect is substantial, guys. It's a huge number. Now, for some people, they say, well, we're already taking a haircut, so I'm going to make 4000 a month for me and 4000 for my wife as long as both of us live. Okay, can you budget? Can you live within that? Yes. How about Social Security? Can you plan and live within, within the uh, banking, basically, saving the lower of the two? Because just like I want you guys to prepare when you retire, right? I always like the, the practicing for retirement. Give yourself three months. Three months is a pretty good number where you live as if. And you say, okay, how much is it going to cost? How much am I going to receive in retirement? Live on those dollars. Plan accordingly. And yes, I know you're earning more money, but save it. Just put it off to the side. Can you live the way you want to live? Can you pay the bills without going into debt? Can you eat out as often as you want? Can you do the things you want to do within the confines of that new income? If you can, well, fantastic. Then you can retire anytime you want. Yes, right now you have more money coming in. You're saving some. You're splurging. You're taking friends out. Nothing wrong with that. But the day you retire, you already said and proved you could live on a lower amount of money. No problem. So where I'm going with this when it comes to pension or Social Security is you need to play pretend as if one of you passed away, at least on the financial world, right? I know it's a little crude and it doesn't seem right and maybe it's 25 years away. I'm okay with all that. But I do want you guys to sit down and plan and act as if just in case along this journey, your income is cut in half. Because for a lot of folks, you can't even survive living the way you want to live on 100% of what you're receiving now. Right? So you're, you're cutting back. So how do we make sure that no matter what happens in the future, 
we don't run out. And that's how we do it. Right? We play pretend. We act as if. We live as if one of the Social Security checks, the lower is gone, and you're living on the spousal benefits for the pension. So what about some other accounts? Here's what I want you to consider. There are some great company products out there. There's some that have changed recently I'm not so excited about, so we're not offering them anymore. Uh, but there's some others that I really like uh, because of interest rates. That's why I'm saying the interest rate shift. But where I would go with this is if, if you say, Arif, I need a certain guaranteed income in five years or 10 years or 20 years. Okay. Or just we don't know when, whenever one of us passes away. Well, we can build that. We can back into that number and I can say, here's what you need to have in order to have that amount of money to give you this much of a monthly income. And there's even some accounts and some products that say, we can give you that monthly income and we could make it so that if one of you goes into a facility in nursing home or assisted living, or even if it's temporary, right? One of my wife's uh, friends, her husband had uh, some uh, hip surgery and he's in a wheelchair, so it's difficult for him to get around. So he had to go to the uh, kind of an assisted living for a couple of months where there was proper care for him. Now he's back home. Sometimes people go in and out and we want to be able to have access to funds so that the proper care is given. Because insurance doesn't always cover, at least not enough, so that you can have the care that you want for you and your loved one. Okay, so for in each one of those cases, income can be turned on. We can get a little extra each month if there's a, a medical event, if there's a nursing home or assisted living, if there's an issue, boom, we turn it on, we leave, we can turn it back off. So there are some great company products. How would I do it? I like the idea of what's called laddering. People have used this term a lot with CDs or bonds and other different financial instruments. That's fine. And there's a place for, the, for all of those, actually. But what I like to use it in are, uh, are various fixed indexed accounts, fixed indexed annuities or fixed annuities, where we have guarantees and we have security based on the, the company that we use with. And we try to only use, well, everything we use is A-rated a or better, A-plus. Uh, most of them are A-plus, uh, and almost all of them are A-plus-plus, except for a couple are just are just A-plus. So when we say, let's build this to where we have this, the most solid background of companies that have been doing this for, for sometimes decades, if not over 100 years, how do we build it so that the income is laddered, right? So I'm receiving income. Life is good. I have a, the Social Security check coming in uh, for me and for him. I have Social Security, uh, Medicare for me and for him. Uh, and you're kind of walking through life, and the pension is coming in, and it's a, a substantial amount. The laddering kicks in when one of you passes away or when expenses just go up. Because Social Security, although there's a little pay raise they announced this week, oh, exciting, it's never going to be enough. It's not designed to be. Right? It's not its job. So if you say, hey, listen, inflation has picked up. Healthcare costs have picked up. It's time for me to turn on the next layer of income. That's when the laddering concept comes in. We flip a switch, it goes up to the next level. All right. If that is something that's important to you, let me give you our phone number. It's 888-99-RETIRE. That's 
347-888-9849, retire And that's uh, directly to our office. You're welcome to give us a call if you have any questions. Uh, maybe we can help you. Sometimes we can. Uh, sometimes we can maybe, I don't know, talk on the phone and kind of lay out some ideas. If it's important to you to have income streams come on, here's another reason why we would turn on, right, from a laddering standpoint, why we would turn on income at various times. Because maybe when you retired or you stopped working, you're working part-time. For many retirees, you're working part-time, and that's a wonderful thing, but eventually you're going to stop. So that extra source of revenue coming in, you might still want to have it come in, but how do we live on it? How do we live on the money but not have to have the job? Well, we turn on another switch, and income's another source of income for a period of time. And every time we turn these on, usually they never stop. Or we can say, oh, I want a much higher amount. Give me a lot more income, but only for five years. Because at five years and five minutes, the next one comes in. Can you understand? I'm trying to make it clear. It's a little difficult on the radio. So thanks for letting, uh, letting your visualization work. We'll be, uh, we'll be right back in just a second. Hey, listen, I want to give you our number one more time. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Uh, stay with me as we continue with the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. I'm Arif Hallaby. We'll be right back. Retire comfortably Thanks to Arab Halaby Now every dollar's Financial security Will help you live the life you dream Learn about Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. My name is Arif Halaby. The Total Financial Hour, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. If you have any questions you want to get on the air, uh, give me a call. Sometimes we go directly to the office uh, after hours, of course. I'll send you directly there. And why that, I think, works for you when it comes to kind of sitting down and kind of working through this as a as a financial idea is there are conversations you're going to want to have well before you have to have them, right? Well before you have to. What happens if my spouse passes away? What happens to the Social Security check for the for the smaller version? Well, that goes away, right? If you have one that's two thousand a month and one that's twelve hundred, you might say we can live pretty comfortably on thirty-two hundred coming from Social Security plus some rental property plus plus. Life is good. Well, then all of a sudden, twelve hundred dollars is gone when one of you passes away, and the bills remain. How do we make sure? Well, let's think about this. There are times in life when you might say, "Well, how do I make or lose?" Uh, extra money in in Social Security. Well, let's think about this. Because many divorced or widowed seniors receive Social Security from their former spouses. That can happen. If you were married 10 years and 10 minutes, you can receive your spousal, uh, your your former Social Security uh, contributor spouse, you can receive a portion of, uh, or at least a percentage of their Social Security check. Now, look, I'm I'm surprised at how many times people don't understand. It doesn't affect their account. Meaning, if I'm married 10 years and 10 minutes to four different women over my lifetime, and uh, my Social Security check is $2,000, right? Maybe my current spouse, I'm still married, right? <laughs> that guy's, he's a catch, boy. <laughs> four times, he's a catch. Uh, so, So in that world, you might say, well, 
who what what spouse or ex spouse receives the social security match or the benefit? Well, believe it or not, all of them. This one receives fifty percent. This one fifty fifty fifty, and me one hundred. Now, if you pass the sixth grade and you have a calculator on your fancy phone, you do the math, you kind of go, huh, that's more than 100%. It sure is. Can you say why Social Security is going broke? <laughs> right? There just isn't... I, I, I get the whole rationale behind it. But if you remarry, now it depends on the age if you remarry. If you remarry after age 60, you're entitled to the benefits on your prior deceased spouse Social Security uh, amount. Now, if the new spouse, if you're married and, and the new spouse has a, has a better benefit, you can always opt for that one, right? So ladies marry up. That's the whole story here. <laughs> don't, don't stay with the, with the slug. Now, when this makes a difference, if you're a widow or a widower and you remarry prior to that age, then you don't. Okay. So this is a, a big deal when you're trying to plan your life and you might say, well, I'm not going to marry for money. I get it, but you still have to use American dollars to buy groceries. So you have to consider this. This is a big part of the plan, right? It isn't just a formula. Now, there were some pensions years ago that were strictly built on, especially city of Los Angeles pensions, where if you had a job you worked for the city, even though you divorced, and you're dating a young lady or a young woman and or a woman, and, and you maybe you've been together for 10 years, but you're not married. Well, if you want her to receive your pension, you're going to have to marry for a year and a day while you're still on the job. Otherwise, if you retire and then marry and then pass away, she does not receive the pension. Well, a lot of those rules have changed over the years. So you might be receiving information from maybe an old friend or somebody else who was kind of a part of the old world or the old set of numbers. I need you to check directly with the source. Call the pension, the city, the county, the state. Call the company directly and say, here's my exact story. Can you tell me who gets what and how? And they might say, well, as long as you've been married at least this much of a time, period of time or whatever it might be. One of the problems that, that I found, and, and I spoke to somebody just recently, and she said, Arif, I put my daughter down as a grandfather pension, it's called, a grandfather pension. I think it's with the state. It could be the state or the CalSTRS. And I said, okay, well, well, what does that mean to you? She said, well, I put it on so that my daughter is my beneficiary. So when I die, she continues to get paid for as long as she lives. Okay, well, you know, I'm not familiar with every single provision of every single pension. Nobody is. I'd say, okay, well, let's, let's just act as if that's true for a minute. Right now, the CalSTRS pension system is over $200 billion upside down. That means... They're supposed to have this money, and they have $200 billion less for what they have committed to, for what they have obliged to, for the commitments that they have. 
there is 200 billion B less money. So you tell me that if they continue to go down that road, and if you're, what you're saying is true, fine. You understand how much faster this is going to go under, right? If you're an educator and you work from, let's say, age 30 to age 65, 35 years, and now you're collecting your pension until you're 90, all right, that's 25 years. That's a great job. And you put your younger child on as your beneficiary, and they live another 45 years. So you're telling me that you worked a small bit as far as in the history of life, a blink of an eye, and the California state teacher system says, we are so amazing at managing money that we're able to turn one loaf into into 500 loaves, water into wine, and we can take this this amount of money that we've set aside, and we're going to just let it run for three times the amount of time that you even worked for the city or you worked for the school district. What we're going to do is we're going to manage this money like nobody's ever managed money before. And we're going to, <laughs> no, you know that's not going to happen. So what I think is, is as much of these provisions are amazing, right? If I was a recipient, I'd go, this is a great deal. I love it. You have to think for a second, chances of a system that is already upside down substantially, being able to live up to that commitment, in my opinion, is 100% not going to happen. It's just, there's no way. It's just a math problem. It's not a secret. It's not a trick. It's, it isn't, you know, I, it's not as if I have some special insight. I just have a calculator. Now, maybe, maybe it's an amazing system and they manage money so well and you as a taxpayer are willing, right? You understand that most, most of you don't have amazing government pensions. And I'm not saying the people that receive them deserve them or don't deserve them. I think it's it's the game they played, right? They said, I'll sign up. I'm going to make less money so I can get a pension. The problem is they said, we can't live on this wage, so give us more money. They said, no problem. We're going to take away the pension. You can't do that. That's wrong. Okay, well, then they gave them both. And by giving whichever government workers extra money to, quote, a living wage— and then still retaining the bench, the pension benefits and the, the six weeks or one month or, or two and a half months of vacation, whatever it is, somebody has to pay for this. So now you're going to go to the 85% of America that doesn't have a pension and you're going to say, hey, by the way, you guys, I know you work Saturdays. I know you own a small business. I know you haven't taken a vacation for four years. But we're going to take more of your taxpayer money so that those folks that had all summers off, those folks that were off two weeks at, at Christmas, those folks who have an amazing medical health insurance paid for by their union or, or by the city or county or state, those people who, who worked, worked hard, no question about it, my goodness, worked long hours, no question about it but they still had two or three months off a year 
and you haven't had a vacation in four years. So you're going to have to put in more money. We're going to have to tax you so that they can have a third vacation this year. I, listen, I know I'm being a little sarcastic, guys, but I think from a revolution or, or, or a you know, revolt standpoint, I think people are going to be pretty ticked. And I think the pressure on the politicians and possibly the protests in the streets are not going to be pretty. So if at the end of the story, let's just play pretend, the politicians will have to fix, correct, change, whatever words you want to use so that they're not going after the working man and woman to pay for this, then I think what they're going to have to do, guys, is you you have to plan B. Right? Hey, I've got an amazing pension. My spouse is going to get two-thirds of it or half. Okay, great. Then we better have a plan B just in case they cut it back even further. So I want to kind of go over some of the different retirement accounts that you have. If you work for a for-profit company, yours is called a 401k. Now, where is it found in the IRS code? Okay, surprise. (laughs) It is found in 401 subsection. Okay, right? It's not a secret. It isn't as if it's one of those, uh, you know, little tricky formulas and says, what does 401k really mean? It's just the IRS code. Okay, a few years later, hospital workers, uh, nonprofit, research facilities, and school districts. They said, we want one. So theirs is called a 403B. Now, sometimes my educator clients will come and say, hey, Eric, I don't have a 403B. I have a TSA or tax-sheltered annuity. They're the same thing. Same thing. Sometimes they're called 403Bs. Sometimes they're called TSAs. But they're found in 403 subsection B of the IRS code. They're exactly the same thing. Okay. Now, what if you had something called a 457? 457. That Where is it found in the IRS code? I guess you get the point, right? So 457 works like this. If you work for a city, county, state agency, you can put money into a retirement account. You don't pay the taxes today. It grows tax deferred. When you retire, where you retire, you're allowed to pull that money out. And then you pay taxes at whatever your bracket is at that time, tax bracket, and whatever your state or city or county that you live in at the time. So wherever you are, that is taxable at that that bracket. Okay, now that matters because for a lot of you that are not going to retire in California, it's a great idea to save money under the higher tax brackets in California, retire to wherever, Arizona or North Carolina, and take money out, and now you pay taxes on whatever that state tax bracket is. Or in some cases, nothing, like Nevada and Texas and Washington State, Tennessee, Florida. It's interesting that California is relatively substantially surrounded by tax, income tax-free states, right? It's almost like you go over there, you make your millions, and then you get out. Come on over here. Step over the line, right? I don't know. Our politicians aren't going to get it. They're not going to get it until there's a... a political revolt in the state of California throwing out this one political party system. And now that they do this thing called ballot harvesting, right, where they phonied up, I think, there's 
evidence to, to show it, and you can talk to various people we have, including here on the air, where there are people showing up in vans, getting out and just looking at the roster and who hasn't voted yet and says, yeah, my name is Mary Schwartz. Like, oh, what's your address? Well, it's right there. I forget. What street? Oh, it's, uh, you know, Main Street. Yeah, oh, my name is Joe Sullivan. Yeah, okay. And then they all jump back in. And some say that, that many of these folks weren't even legal. I, I don't know. They're legally here or not, but they're doing something illegal, which is voting under somebody else's name. But the moment you challenge them, oh, my gosh. You can't ask for an ID. That's racist. So, surprise. I don't think until you fix those laws, California will go back to what it's supposed to, which is more of a moderate state. So, we'll see. But people are taking that retirement account, and they're moving. They're saying, I'm not here. I'm not going to argue. I'm not here to to, to create a story or to, to fight. I have things I want to do, and it doesn't include, you know, trying to to fight. So they leave. And who can blame them? Right? I, I don't know. Who can blame them? There's a big push. If you stay tuned to our show, we'll, we'll keep you updated on it as it looks like it's may or may not come to fruition, but, it, but it's interesting. And it is a push to put California into two states. It's called California and New California. So think of the letter C, which means it picks up just north of San Francisco and comes all the way down to just south of Los Angeles. Probably Long Beach area is, would be included in New California, something like that. And it cuts inland by the San Fernando Valley, so it keeps Santa Clarita in New California. And then it runs up the coast. So we'll see. I don't know. There's a of movement, they're doing all the stuff that they, legally they have to do in order to get it to, to uh, walk through the process. California state legislature is continuing to be in revolt against the federal government. If that continues to happen, just like they did in the Civil War, right when they said we're going to, and the president said you're not allowed to, you're now dissolved. The governorships, the state legislatures are dissolved. The federal government is now administering. So I don't know. That, that's, a, that's fairly extreme. Could that happen in the next four years? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Because you can't, you can't think California is coming back to the center. That means its taxation problems are much, much greater than people can imagine. Because the people that are making the money are the ones that are fleeing the state. Right? Look at If you ever go, well, not all of them. I could give you an example of my cousin Louie. Got it. Nobody is ever always 100%, never sometimes, right? Who knows? Sometimes is a lot more frequently than never, okay? So enough people are leaving. In fact, last year it was 402 people a day left the state of California. That's net, net. Some comes in, some leave. 402 left. And it wasn't the poor... Uh, on government assistance people. It was the middle class and the upper middle class. The super wealthy, quote, had their vacation home in Bel Air. But the, but the non-super wealth, right in there, and their real home was in uh, Florida or Nevada. 
I just want you to know the state of California, we're going to be doing a show on this coming up, but the state of California is doing everything it can to catch you if you think that you are getting away with something. Right? What are they doing? They're tracking your cell phones. They're tracking your credit card purchases. They're seeing where you fill your prescriptions. They're seeing who handles your, your vet bill, your vet bills for your dog, your cat. They're tracking everything. Pinging your cell phones is what they used for the mob. Serial killers. And now people trying to avoid paying California taxes. So they're looking at your credit card charges. Guys, it's pretty serious. We'll do a show on it. It's such a big deal that the state is uh, uh, redirecting resources directly to, to handle this. That's how much revenue they think they're losing. All right. So as we continue and you're looking at, okay, how do I create this opportunity to move through this retirement world and plan, right, plan for the income, I want you to think about this. And it's almost always, I'm just going to be general because I know that it, is, it isn't always this way, but it almost always is. When the spouse dies, and the Social Security is gone, and pension, if there is a pension, there may not even be a pension. Their whole life might be a, a couple pieces of rental property, some a great amount of savings, wonderful, and Social Security. Well, when Social Security goes, uh, when half of that goes away, then what's next? Here's where my concern is. It's almost always the guy, and he'll look at me dead in the eyes and say, well, you know, I guess she'll just have to move home with her mom. Like, what? Oh, yeah, or she'll just go back, you know, she'll just move back east where she's from originally, or I guess she'll just have to be in an apartment. And you look and you go, are you kidding me? And I almost want to say, okay, don't hit him in front of me. (laughs) You know, don't throw your shoe at him. Not here. You could break something. And he looks at her with a straight face and says, right? Right, honey? You know, listen, you'll be uh, I know we were making 9000 a month, you know, in retirement, but you'll be able to live on like 4000 right? Uh, okay. One of the biggest concerns I see, and this happened just recently, this last week, where the man did a lot of the stock trading. He bought and sold, and he had options accounts, and he's the one that positioned all the, the risky accounts. And the reason they came into my office is because she said, Arif, I really wanted to have some or part of the money that I don't have to worry about. I said, okay, well, what does that mean to you? She said, well, part of what matters to me is the ability to have income coming in each and every month without ever worrying about the stock market or am I trading or I don't understand this stuff. I don't want to go back to school. And he says, well, I do it and I'm going to be doing it for as long as, you know, I'm, I'm good at it. I said, I'm, I'm sure you are, but if you have positions and things that you're supposed to sell and buy, do you really think that she's going to be able to pick up with all your years of experience, pick up where you left off? Probably not. So what I want to encourage you to do, if as you're getting closer you know, to retirement or you're in retirement and people are already trading and I have my stock and I'm doing this option, whatever, you figure out how much you want that needs to be safe. 
so that if something happens to that person and that other income goes away, well, then we don't have to worry about it. And she said, Arif, that's perfect. Can we start with 200000 I said, absolutely. Start with whatever you want. We opened up an account. That was this week. It'll be funded by next week. Done. And now we know that no matter what, there's going to be a guaranteed stream of income come in. Maybe he passes away in five years, 10 years. It doesn't matter. 20 years, it doesn't matter. We can turn on this income at any time. And she has time. She has at least a year to fund it, to add money to it if she wants. So over time, they make money. They have things happen. The stock market moves whichever, whatever direction. We can drop money into this account. It's not a problem. It doesn't affect us one way or the other. Okay, so those are, those are options for you to consider because part of what you want to do is have less complication and less craziness as you are retired and, and planning to do things that are fun. Not more. Not managing what's happening with the real estate market in four cities. Well, certainly you might still want to keep rental property, but keep it to a manageable level so your life is not consumed with going from a job to a, a, a place where you're, you feel like you're in prison. Right? Scary. I don't want you to have to worry about, oh, my tenants own me. My landlord's, you know, uh, uh, I'm the landlord of the place. Forget that. You can get away from it all by having some or part of your money safe. That's what we can do. If we can help you, that'd be my pleasure. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. That's our number. You can reach me at any time throughout the week. Arif Hallaby is my name. Total Financial Solutions is our company, and TFS Financial Insurance Services is our company's. Uh, this is the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Thanks for uh, staying with me, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.